Kurt Casale in studio with us. We always love our talks with him. He's been nice enough to pop by. He also can be heard on our baseball podcast. And that will be out probably, what, sometime later today, Chase? Yep, I believe that's correct. Ryan Porth, Calvin Smith, right? Yep, Ryan and Calvin. Ryan and Calvin talking a little baseball as we are awaiting the opponent for the Washington Nationals. Of course, Mm -hmm. Kurt is the catcher for the Reds, former Vanderbilt star. You were asking, what's wrong with my knee? I told you (laughs) what was going on. I bored you with my my knee story. It looks great now, though. I, I, I dodged told, a bullet. I told. Oh, let me tell you. So I am the biggest wuss in the world, and I've never been excited about the news of hey, here's what we've determined is wrong, and you're going to have surgery. And I was like, yes, it's just meniscus. Yes, that, that is like a, that I is never a do that. Usually, dodge. I cry. You know, no matter what. Like, oh no, surgery. What? But I was, and I told Chase I went to my first rehab on this past Monday, and. They, I said, I heard words I've never heard in my life. You're ahead of schedule. And I was like, excuse me? I'm getting older. I don't, <laughs> can you hear, repeat that? I don't hear well these can days. You, can you repeat Hold that? on. I'm, I'm re- doing well. I'm recording. Could you say that in my phone? <laughs> yeah, you're ahead of schedule. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Where would you go to rehab? Uh, TriStar Physical Therapy oh, cool. over Stonecrest. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, so I got another stint today, but yeah, all was well. But you, unfortunately, the reason I'm I'm bringing that up is you had to deal with. You said, "Hey, how was the crutches?" I said, "I was on them for five minutes and I threw them in the corner." Yeah, I've had my fair share of crutches. It's like two back to back hip surgeries, the past two off seasons, and then I sprained my MCL the middle of this year. So I was on crutches and it was just uh, not a fun, not a fun time. It's really debilitating. It's almost like it, to me, it was like embarrassing. Like, like what am I doing on these things? Like, <laughs> well, you always hear Kurt that it. And I want to know what yours was like because, one, you're chomping at the bit to get back. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had so many athletes just tell me you feel like you're on an island by yourself. Even though, you know, like your, team, your team isn't making you feel that way. But you just you want to get back and you just feel isolated in a way. And you've got to do your rehab and do your own thing to try to get back. And I've heard so many times that you just feel helpless and on an island by yourself. Is that true? It's 100% true. And um, it, it – I mean, we're all competitors, so like, I, I don't, I don't like going to a game and just watching it. Like, I, I want to play, like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to play, <laughs> and uh, you know, when, when when you can't do what your friends and your teammates are doing, and just you know, the simplest thing is just like you know, being in rehab when they have a team meeting, or you know, going over a scouting report, or taking batting practice, and I can't go outside because I, I might hurt myself even more. It just it's it's a horrible feeling, and you just that's why you see people push it. And, yeah, right. And and sometimes you know, some, come sometimes, back too sometimes soon. come back too soon yeah. because it's just a it's a mental thing, and you're just like I, I got to get back out there. I have, I have no choice. Like I, I'm gonna go stir crazy here, and it just there's there's a lot of bad things running through your mind at that point, and then that's unfortunately what happens when you come back too early, and you know you know the rest of the story. Well, and I, I have to believe the another horrible thing is when you think you're right there and you're close. And you're getting excited, and you think, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be back! I'm gonna be back here real soon." And then you have like a hiccup, right? Something a little setback, setback yep. and it's like, "Oh man, really?" And then you got to go through the whole thing again. It's, yeah, um, it's it's unfortunate, but it's all part of it. We put our bodies through a lot, as do you. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes we pay the price for it. Yeah. All right. Now that uh, we've depressed everybody, so let's. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's on now, me. That's now we'll the talk host. baseball. Uh, air on the host. Now that I've got everybody depressed. Air. Um, see what you did there. See what I did. Um, how did the Nationals get to this point? I mean, how did this happen? They this is what's team. the cool thing about sports, though. But nobody was picking. You realize? I'm trying to remember the date. It's. Uh, it was sometime in June. And the reason I know this, Chase. Because on the guys' trip in Gatlinburg, which is in third week in June yeah. this past year, one of the members that were there, we had 14 guys, okay, and we talked a lot of sports that weekend, one of them said, do you think the Nationals can win the division? That that literally was a right. discussion we were having. I was like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. He's like, why? And, of course, he was thinking gambling. He's like, there's real good value right now in the Nationals. I'm just <laughs> yeah, telling he's you. getting great odds. Right. He's, he's like, the odds are fantastic. And he's, I was like, well, Strasburg's always hurt. He's due to get hurt. Trey Turner always has stints on the DL. Uh-huh. And I started going through all my things with the Nationals. And I was like, you know, there's this and that. And I was like, yeah, they got a good team. But look at them right now. They, they have the same record as the Tigers. And I think the Tigers are Awful. Yeah. Think about that. They had the same record as the Tigers, I think, the second week in June. And here they sit in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we played them when they were under five hundred for, for the first time in Cincinnati. And, I mean, I think they ended up taking two or three of us. But they, uh, man, they got hot. They got really hot. And, and like, like a hotness that you just don't ever see, really. It's um, it was pretty, it's pretty special to watch. But, um, man, they, they got a good team. Like, they, um, if you look up their lineup, they got a good lineup. You know, they they got a, a monster in the three four position in their lineup with Rendon and Soto. They're, those guys are just two of the toughest outs. He's going to make so much money this season, and he's going to be worth every penny because that he's dude, fun all he too. does is hit. Yeah, all he does is hit, and I don't understand how you know Washington D.C. is a big market, is it not? How people just don't know who that guy is. And you know maybe it's just because he's a he's a pretty mellow dude and he doesn't really have like a social media presence. He doesn't put himself out. They're kind of like uh, somebody else I know, Mike mm. Trout, mm-hmm. who <laughs> is just unbelievably unrecognized in know. in our world. He's the best player ever, <laughs> and people don't know who he is. But Rendon is trending in, in that direction, honestly, and he, he deserves it. He's yeah, like you said, he's going to get paid, and he deserves it, and it's good for our game. But the Nationals as a whole. Great team. Their starting pitching is just ridiculous. I mean, I know. Scherzer, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, now Anibal Sanchez kind of coming out of nowhere and, 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 you know, throwing almost no hitters against the Cardinals. It's, uh, I mean, the Cardinals, he's still got a lot left. It seems. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a good pitcher. Um, you know, I faced him a couple times and he's, he's, he's got good stuff for sure. Well, what were the Nationals thinking letting their pitchers go past five innings? I mean, what's up with that? (laughs) Ah, man. What a horrible strategy. What what a, what a horrible strategy. And, uh, you know, I, I really, not that, not that the bullpen doesn't have value, but bullpen has huge value. Sure. but, But, um, there's something to be said about starters that go deep into ball games. Yeah. And their bullpen is not tired. Their bullpen is fresh. It's October, and their bullpen is fresh, and they're not beat the you-know-what out of mm-hmm. because they didn't have to be used 55, 60 times over the course of the season. That adds up, and they're just not they're not built to, to do that. I'm not saying that they can't, 
they'd need a whole different off-season program, they need a whole different, you know, strength and conditioning program to keep them in, in, in that fashion. But they go an inning at a time as hard as they can. That takes that takes a toll and, you know, you use it over and over and over. Sometimes they break. I told a lot of people that on the show and off the air, I get it. The Nationals are hot at the right time and they look good. And I know people are predicting them to upset the Dodgers, but give me a break. Okay, they're not going to beat the Dodgers. I saw the Dodgers at Coors Field this year, and I was like, whoa, that team is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, I saw the Dodgers and the Astros against the I agree with you. The they're Rockies. ridiculous. I saw both teams, and I came back. You can ask Chase and Willie. I was like, yeah. uh, it's going to be the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series. I hate to burst everybody's bubble in June, but it's going to be Astros-Dodgers. That's the World Series. But isn't that the – I mean, it's just like when we talk about hockey. Isn't that the beauty of baseball and hockey where it is so hard to predict? It's truly the mentality of just get in, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know, especially when you win that wild card game. I I feel like – I'd be interested to see what the winners of that wild card game have done after in that next series. But I guarantee you they're not getting swept because – when you win that wild card game, not that I would know, I hope hope to God someday I get to play in the playoffs because that would be amazing. But there has to be some some like um, just some feeling that you can't be beaten after you survive that one game knockout. And you know you saw it with Tampa taking Houston to five games. Mm-hmm. You saw it with Washington, you know, finally getting over the hump, winning a home playoff game, or you know, moving on in some fashion. And man, going five toe to toe with L.A. and then. Howie Kendrick just with the knockout punch in L.A. with a grand slam. And How about just... that guy, by the way? He's another one. He's been a cool. solid player for a cool long dude. time. You know him? I've, I've met him a couple times, yeah. but he, there, he's got a great reputation in the game. And then there's, you know, in, in a world or in a game that not a whole lot of, let's just say, older guys are sticking around in terms of that free agent fiasco that's still going on, that dude still gets a job. Yeah. And now you're seeing why. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So – I got to ask the question because I told Chase and the listeners I was going to ask you mm-hmm. right out of the gates, how is this weight, whatever the weight, it does not look <clears> like the Yankees and Astros. Once again, though, I haven't predicted really anything, right? It looks like it doesn't look like it's going to be a short series. Like I think it's, it's six, not. maybe seven. Who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. So that just means the Nationals are going to sit and sit and just keep sitting and maybe they'll scrimmage or they'll do something. But – We've seen this in the past, Kurt, and it doesn't go well for the team that's just sitting and waiting. It really doesn't usually work out for those teams, but I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick on the bandwagon because the the Nationals are the hottest. They have been the hottest team in probably all of sports if for for the last three months. I'm I'm gonna figure they they figure something out. I I just they're too hot. They're they're too. Much of a, they're, they're, you just see how they interact with each other. Do you they're, think they're, it feels like the Blues run? I do. Because that went on for months. I really do. That's what I, I, I saw the Blues in spring training this year, man. And I, I saw them play against the Arizona Coyotes. And this is when they had a below 500 record. They were in the doghouse. And it was like just something clicked. It was like, it was like the second week of their playing really well. And they looked unstoppable. Like the Coyotes had no chance against the Blues at that, that particular game. And, March, I believe it was, and this just kind of feels like that same thing to me. The the Nationals, they heck, their their pitchers might really 
love this break, you know. I mean, Scherzer's been pitching every other day, it seems like, and now they get to, you know, have their arms nice and fresh for, for sure. whoever whoever pitches. But, man, I, I'd be hard I, – I see where you're coming from, and I, I see how history supports that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on the bandwagon, and I, I think the Nationals got it. All right. Uh, he's a big hockey fan. We've Huge. certainly talked – a lot of hockey. We'll talk about that with Kurt. We'll talk about the Reds. We'll continue our base baseball discussion with Kurt Casale in studio. On the other side, Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Chase Preds out in Glendale, Arizona tonight. Preds and Coyotes. Nine o'clock. A little late night hockey. I'll have pregame for you at eight. Everything heard right here on 1025 The Game. We'll check in with Willie D a little bit later in the program. Find out if there's any news on one Philip Forsberg and others. Yeah, that'd be good to know. Yeah. See if he's going to be. There's people that are okay. interested in that. They kind of want to know. So we'll, we'll do that a little bit later. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe, Kirk Casale alongside Reds catcher, former Vanderbilt star, been nice enough to pop in here with us and hang out. So you are a huge, before Chase jumps in there, you are a huge hockey fan. Absolutely huge hockey fan. Thank you for that intro song, by the way. That's my walk-up song, Greta Van Fleet's Safari Max. song. Nothing but the best for the Vandy boys I, here I, I appreciate that. Chase. That got me jacked up. And now, we're <laughs> talk, now, now if we talk some Preds, too. that would be a perfect start to my morning. <laughs> So you get your walk-up song, and now we're talking hockey. Yeah, great. I'm so a huge you, hockey fan. You got a chance to take in opening night yeah. against the Wild, and you'll take in a lot of games until it's time to head to spring training. So what have you seen thus far? And I know you watch all the games. I watch every game. And what do you – Huge uh, nerd. <laughs> nothing wrong we with like that. We like it. Nothing wrong with that. So what have you seen through this uh, early portion of the season? More offense. Yeah. Definitely more offense and uh, some power play goals, which has been five. Very nice to see. And I, I really try to, since I am a quote unquote professional athlete, I try to be like nice towards, towards like my fandom, towards a, towards a team. But recently, or at least the end of last season, I, I find myself almost throwing a controller when <laughs> we, uh, we would get on a power play. And it seemed like when we, I think we we're playing Washington the other day and uh, what a great game, by the way. And, Every time we got on the power play, it, it would just it would, like we couldn't set it up. Like it was, I, I don't know anything about hockey really strategy, but I I know what what I know what it's supposed to look like when I see it, and we just couldn't couldn't get in the zone, couldn't get it set up, and I was starting to just be like, we we get a penalty, like oh nice, like power play here comes, and I was like no, decline it, like just send, just keep it even strength because. They just have done so much better on five on five, it seems like. But now they're starting to really uh, get in a groove, and I think that uh, the the man Matt Duchesne is is helping a lot. He's been a great fit. I mean, just mm -hmm. on and off the ice, we've dealt with him a couple times, yeah. and just a, a fun guy. But it's it's crazy because you know, in in playing sports, that sometimes chemistry takes a while to develop, and especially between like a pitcher and a yeah. catcher. This has just been instant. And and it's the weirdest thing. It really, I it really it. seems right away. Yeah, yeah. And and he couldn't. He's like, I don't really have an explanation. It's just worked. And that's that's what's been cool to see with Forsberg and, and Duchesne especially. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that uh, 
it would it would ever be an option of taking taking apart that Jofa line, but it it seems to be working really really well. And you know, we were just talking about um, anytime Ryan Johansson is shooting the puck, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think good things will happen for that team. So speaking of chemistry, I want to go back to something with the Nationals yeah. in, in their run. And I take nothing away from Bryce Harper, a tremendous player, but yeah. he leaves. He was the superstar. When you thought Nationals, everybody goes, oh, yeah, Bryce Harper, that's where he plays. What does that do for a team to, to now it's all of a sudden you're getting more focus as a team and not about the one player? Yeah, it might be a little bit of that for sure. Um, you know, Bryce is a huge, huge figure in our, in our game and obviously – you know, he was like the he was like the LeBron James of his generation, like, you know, cover Sports Illustrated when he was 16, 17 years old. So that comes with a lot of weight. And, and for the most part, he lived up to it. I mean, he he uh, he did well with that organization. But I, his bank account has lived up. To his, it. <laughs> his bank account is full. And uh, yes. it's it's very full. He'll be he'll be he and his family will will be fine for the rest of their lives and generations and generations. That's great for him. I'm happy for him. And uh what a player but you 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 may be right he uh you know he when he walks in a room you know people look and uh, right. you know he had a lot of responsibility in that city i'm sure and you know maybe maybe when he leaves a guy like anthony rendon gets noticed a little bit more a guy like juan soto gets to who's be, another one ridiculous ridiculous and what is he 20 20 years old 21 whatever is he even legal to drink <sighs> He's not. No. Yeah, like, unbelievable. He's legal to hit homers, though, <laughs> and he he hits a lot of them. And he, I mean, it's just an opportunity for him to shine. And you know, even you know, a guy like Trey Turner, um, it's uh, it's it's been fun to watch. And you know, you you may be absolutely right with the with the Bryce Harper thing. I'm not sure, but it, it seems to be working for them. So, what was it like for you guys? Because Yasiel Puig yeah. was a red for mm-hmm. for part of this year, and yeah. obviously, a lot of people know who Yasiel Puig is. Yeah. I mean it. It brings a little more attention to a club when you have a player like that. And he he did his job. For you know, we uh, we had so many more people come to our games this year, and it was so much fun. And, and for all extensive purposes, we played better this year. We mm-hmm. you know we made we made maybe a small small improvement over uh, you know what we've done for the past few years, but it was it was a jump, and it was it was a large part because of Yasiel. He he brings a lot of attention with him. He's got a huge personality. He's a huge man. And we loved him. We we really loved him. It was sad when we traded him because he's one of the most unique people I've ever met in my life. Um, tremendous talent. Um, does things his own way. And <laughs> well, it's good when you play the Pirates that you have him because they like to fight. So. Well, I mean, we made some great T-shirts for that. <laughs> That's a different story. That was what a that was that was interesting. Yeah, you can say it, yeah. Uh, that was interesting. But like, yeah, splatter show the Pirates when uh, when Yasiel Puig leaves. It opens the door for somebody like Aristides Aquino, the, the quote unquote Punisher, and he gets to shine. And you know, I I think the city of Cincinnati owes Yasiel a great deal because he did a lot for. I've never seen somebody donate their time like this dude did. He was unbelievable for you know the Children's Hospital there. He does his own casino charity event every single year. Like the dude is just a giver. So we, we, we miss him for that. I mean, I don't, we might re-sign him again. He's a free agent. You never know. But it's like when a big big personality or big big player leaves, it opens the door for somebody else and, you know, kind of comes back and Aquino became our everyday right fielder. And you guys know the, know the story what he did. So. Well, you know, and around here, it's, it's Braves, Reds, probably yeah. a mix of Cardinals too. But 
So uh, keeping up with, with the Reds, it seems like things were, were taking a step in the right direction. David Bell in his first year as the manager, it seems like that really fit. Yeah, David did a great job. He, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be the first to admit that he was learning on the fly because he had never, he had never managed. He'd been a bench coach for the Cardinals before, and obviously he's got a you know, great family pedigree of, of, uh, of baseball, especially in Cincinnati, and, and uh, it seems like a very family-driven uh, organization. So David has been a great fit for us, and I, I anticipate he'll take a great step next year and you know, maybe learn from mistakes, as we all will, and I would I would be excited. I'd, words are words, you know. We can we can say you should be excited, and we'll we'll play better next year because, you know, th- we've said they'll go out and buy new players or or whatever. But it's um it creates excitement at least. And and what we were saying before, Yasiel Puig got butts in the stands, and we started to play better. It's um I, I get it. We got to play really well for you guys to pack the house, but we want to do our best to play our best for the for the fans and. It goes both ways. If they show up, we usually play better, and when we play better, they show up. And hopefully, we have a happy marriage next year, and uh, we have we have a great time. Now you have a beautiful ballpark in Cincinnati. Absolutely. It's one of my favorites to go Absolutely. to. A great American ballpark. You played in Tampa, mm-hmm. so you played in the Trop. Yeah, and you know that whole situation. We've been to the Trop. Yeah, uh, before. It, I mean, look, I was down there a few weeks ago, and they were all in on the Rays and. You know, cheering for them as as they made the playoff run. It's a baseball market. It's just they got to figure the stadium thing out. They need they need help there. It's um, it, it's such it's so tough playing there. I mean, it's I, I hear most even uh, visiting teams don't enjoy playing there because it's just so hard to get up for it. Like it's just so hard to you know get get your juices flowing and you know and and just be excited to play in a major league baseball game and it's it's of no fault of the Rays fans. I know, I know for a fact that their TV ratings are through the roof because they just love watching baseball, but it's, um, it really is on an Island. You know, they're in St. Petersburg and and they're called the Tampa Rays. And like, it just, I've been to lightning games. They're sold out. They're super fun. And they're all in Tampa. And I, I don't, you know, it's not my place to really say what they're, what they should and shouldn't do. But if, if I had to say, I'd, say getting out of st petersburg would be a good start when you see all the stuff about Nashville, let me just say this before we ask you about major league baseball in nashville when people that you deal with in all the baseball circles know where you played college ball mm-hmm. nashville's your home, what do people say about major league baseball in nashville they i'm sure they they, they, many would, they want it to happen i mean everybody i mean this is hands down in terms of baseball hands down the like the best top three minor league places to come and play a baseball game i'd say like here and um maybe san antonio and, and durham north carolina would be like the best baseball places to go in terms of triple a but if you look at the support the preds have gotten you look at the support that the titans have got we have a, a soccer team here it's it's trending and Every time I come back, there's like twelve or thirteen more cranes in in, in the yeah. skyline building another building, and and you know I I'm I'm not a businessman. I I don't know what it takes to to bring a team here, but, but I can see I can see change in the city. I can see they're putting two new lanes in 440. Thank God, like it's <laughs> woohoo. That's uh that's that's big news, and. I think I think a big league team would do great here. I know I know Manfred and Major League Baseball want to want to keep keep building and keep expanding because why not? It's 
you know, baseball is, is doing well right now. I, I think that the, the franchises are valued higher than they've ever done and they're making more money than they ever have. And I think more people want in. So whether that's, you know, Nashville or Charlotte or Montreal again, or somewhere else, it's, I would be on board for it. I, I think, and I know the players would too. Players love talking to them. every time they're like, Hey Kurt, where are you from? I go, I'm from Nashville. And they're like, Oh my Lord. Like that is the spot. Well, there are like, a lot I love of, Nashville. A lot of players live here. Right? There's a ton here. Yeah. Absolute ton. I just saw Mookie Betts at the golf course the other day. Yeah. <laughs> We've had Mookie oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. a few times. And now he golfs too. He bowls. He golfs. The guy's good at everything. Golly. It's yeah. not fair. He, oh, he, hey, he, hopefully the Reds go for him, huh? Um, That's a rumor. That ha- I, I have seen that. That has Ooh, been out there. That'd, boy, be, that, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really cool, huh? Talk about a player. Yeah. And a great guy. And a great yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's where I look at your guys team i mean i i feel like it's it's right there it's just a couple pieces here and there and then you're back in the mix as long as the the cardinals get taken care of i feel good (laughs) it's 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 funny it's like um i i feel like we have a lot of the the pieces there as well i mean we have we have a good club and i think it was we lost over 31 run games this year it was just like nauseating almost and it's like all right so what do we need to help win half of those or three quarters of those if we win three quarters of those or half we're we're in the playoff mix and we might find ourselves in that wild card game or something it's just like we we match up really well against certain teams in our division and others we don't like we just don't play well against the Pittsburgh Pirates I don't know why but we play great against Chicago and it's it's like all right so how do we match up better against the other teams that we feel like we should we should win and um I, I have a lot of faith in our front office I think they're really really going for it and and that is so exciting as, yeah. as a player to see like i can't even tell you how how energizing that is to to feel you got about 10 more minutes yeah all right we'll do one more segment close out hour number one with kirk casale we really haven't talked about Stroh's and yankees game four tonight last night of course rained out we'll get into that to close out the first hour next on espn 1025 the game Kirk Casale in studio with us by the way we'll have mike vrabel's press conference at the top of the hour also Former Titans wide receiver Rashard Matthews in the second hour of the program. So let's talk a little bit about the Strohs and the Yankees. Game four, that series picking up uh, tonight. By the way, I was watching, what was it? Was it game three? And who was the, the catcher for the Astros? Guerrero? Uh, uh, was it Chirinos? No, or- Chirinos, yes. I think, or, or Maldonado. Had the big, like the big helmet. Oh yeah, it's Torino. Who, well, who pitched Game Three? I can't remember. Was it was it Cole? Uh, yeah, draw play. Yeah, I think that's right. It was Cole. Yeah, yeah, it was Cole. So so Maldonado at least started that game. Was, he got one of those like really quick foul balls. I mean, where it blasts you right in the face. That does not. Feel and he good. jumps back. What is that like to go through it's, as a catcher when those foul balls happen? You know, I, I think the thing where you see people get concussions is... In fact, he went out, if you remember, he went out to the pitching mound afterwards, and I think he was just out there like to try to clear his head. Yeah, just and, to like, give, give himself some time. Yeah. Like, we use the expression, like, you know, you got your bell rung, and that's completely not medical. It's probably not even correct in any form of the <laughs> word. It just, But um, it, it, it doesn't feel good. It's almost like, it's just like a scary shock, like, hello, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and... And it, it kind of takes you a second to get over it. But, like, the thing with, like, concussions is 
like one one is fine. Like one is scary, but then if it happens again within you know a couple of pitches or that particular inning, then you got problems because I don't know what what it is. I don't know what the, the scientific term for it is. Just like when multiple you know uh, impacts on your head within a short period of time, that's that's when you start to have issues, and that's when you need to start taking care of your head. So when you see those two teams, what do you see? A great series. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it's a series everybody wanted to see, at least in the American League. Um, <laughs> Garrett Cole's going to pitch again. That's a win for the Astros. So He's ridiculous. That's at least one more win. They're already mm-hmm. up two to one, right? Yep. And who's who's pitching next game for, for Houston? We know. Is it? Is Tonight it? it'll be uh, Granky. Yeah. Granky, he's been a little. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been okay. I mean, Tanaka, Tanaka's a big game pitcher. I know I know it for a fact because Sonny Gray, former New York Yankee, said if he had to pick anybody to pick in a playoff game or a big game, a winner take all, he'd say he'd pick Tanaka. Okay, so I trust my buddy. Yeah, yeah, I trust my buddy. I think the I think that that bodes well for the Yankees tonight, especially at home. I mean, I don't don't think they're going to lose two two games at home. And it's a great series. I would imagine it being two two after tonight, but it's been it's been really entertaining to watch. It's been so different. I, I've so I played with Tampa for for a while, and you know, very familiar with the American League. And I've been in the National League for the past two years, and it's almost like I don't even know any of the people in the American League anymore because we just don't ever watch them. It's, right. But um, it's it's been interesting to see and just how different of a game the American League is than the National League. It's. It's just crazy with the double shifts and the pitcher having to hit. It just it, to me, it's a much more complex game. But I got a, I got a chance. I told you to see the Astros in person at Coors Field, and Tony Kemp, yeah, hooked us up, the wife and I, and got us down there for batting practice as well. Great dude, huh? great dude. Uh-huh. And um, I came back and told the story. It gets one thing when you get down there and you get to be close to these guys. One, I told, I said. My respect for what Altuve has done his entire career went up about six pegs. Whenever Small I stand dude. next to him, and I tower, he's him. half your size. Yeah, he's like half my size, and that's not even exaggerate. Maybe a little bit, but not by much. And you see him, I'm like, holy cow! I look like I play defensive line in the NFL compared to him, and this cat. Is an MVP. Be- yes, he's one of the best players in baseball, and he's tiny. It's unbelievable. The other one, unassuming, it, it took me a while because I couldn't – I didn't see in, – in BP, you know, you don't have your names. And it, I don't even think there was a number. And I was trying to – I was like, who is that guy? He looks like he sells insurance. And he is mashing, absolutely destroying it in the cage. And I'm sitting there and I'm staring at him and it's driving me crazy. It was Bregman. It's Alex Bregman. And he's like, if you walked <laughs> I know by, exactly what you're say, if yeah. you walked by him on the street, you would never be like, what do you think that guy does for a living? No one would say, I bet that's a baseball player is what he is. You would $100 million dollar baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> One and of the really best. good at Probably it. the MVP. And just looks like a normal cat. Normal size dude. Nothing stands mm. out. Other than when he gets in the cage, it's like holy crap. That's baseball players for you, right? We just we're so unassuming. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy we saw that was uh, playing for Double A Birmingham on a rehab assignment? And you were like, "That's a big boy for Double A." Oh yeah, well, that's when we were down there for SEC Media Days, and uh, it was former twin. Um, yeah. Uh, I oh, 
I, right now. And I remember he comes at we're sitting right. We moved. No, no. This was this was probably what three four years ago, yeah. and they hadn't announced it. He was just out. He came out. We're sitting right there on the on deck circle, and I looked at Chase. I was like, "Who the hell is that guy? That guy's a beast. We're at a double A baseball game." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a guy who spent a long time in the majors. He's had a good – he was on rehab stuff. Oh, okay. And okay. once they came up, you know, they announced it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's basically yeah, that, a major league and, baseball and, player. And he's got the one-flap helmet. Those you know, we, we stick out like a sore thumb on rehab. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's usually what you know. Double flap or one flap. All right, so let's let's end it with this. Uh, you said the Nationals. You're still going to stick with I'm the Nationals. I'm picking the Nationals. You think the Strohs come out? Or Yankees? What do you think that series? How does that play out? I I'm I'm picking I'm picking the Nationals obviously in the National League, and oh, we've already given the Strolls another game with Cole. I'm giving the Strolls. So that's another that's game they're, with, they're one away. If I I think I, I think I think it's the Astros. Okay, I, I really do. I it, it's really it's really tough for me to choose. I mean, I'm not I'm not good at choosing, but if I had to pick, I'd say it's Astros and Nationals, and then. We'll see what do you, happens. Do you want me to pick beyond that, well, or, 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 or maybe maybe get me back in the studio when that World Series? Well, comes. we're going to do that, <laughs> we'll but do I that. think you've said you're you're sticking with the Nationals. I'm sticking with the Nationals for right now. And it was Justin ha- Morneau. Ha- Justin Morneau. Oh, Justin Morneau. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah eh? <laughs> he was on a rehab assignment. Uh, Sonny Gray, real quick. So, do you enjoy his year in Cincinnati this year? I think he did. He really picked. I mean, he really got better and better. He pitched. He pitched so start. great. Yep. He pitched so great, and he he was he was a culture changer for us i mean good. uh not known as a pitching team now we are yeah that's outstanding <laughs> hey good to see you thanks for doing Great this for having me i'll we'll see we'll have you back on here soon i'll see you over bridgestone yeah, soon. let's go kurt casali been nice enough to come hang out with us in the first hour we'll come back we'll hear from the head coach of the titans mike vrabel his presser next on espn 1025 the game